Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning and welcome to the Spring Road Church of Christ. We're so glad that you're here this morning. I invite you to rise and sing as we sing our first song together. <coughs> Light of the world, you step down into darkness. Open my eyes, let me see beauty that made this heart adore you. Hope of a life spent with you. Here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am. not me, but I'm going to ask Kevin Shivington if you would come and lead us in an opening prayer. Can I adjust the mic? <laughs> okay, let's pray. Father God in heaven, we come to you now thanking you so much for the opportunity for just to be reunited with brothers and sisters in Christ. For the opportunity to encourage one another to worship you together to be here and spending time father we pray your your blessings on the families those who could be here today and those who could not and we thank you so much and most of all for christ we thank you for jesus for your amazing love that you showed us through him and for everything that he did for us on the cross we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I could have my loveliest. Um, this morning, we want to start off by recognizing some of the original members. And I see one of them is not here yet. Uh, we were hoping that she would get here. But uh, as I say your name, if you would stand and uh, you will be presented. Uh, Bryant Myers, Bryant and Rhonda Myers, one of our original members. Uh, his father, David, was one of our most effective members. Jim Gibson, Jim Gibson. Richard, 
Uh, Willowbrook, she's coming by a, 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 all I can think of is chariot, and I know that's not my word. <laughs> transport, a transport here. So we'll catch hers after a while when she arrives. Thank you guys for, for helping out. We thank you for coming here. Many of you were uh, invited, especially. All of you are welcomed and loved, and we're so glad to celebrate uh, 60 years of Spring Road. It's hard to believe. Uh, I am just, I will be 62 this year. So it's kind of cool to know that the church is as old as I am, or almost as old as I am, and, uh, and in, in better shape than I am. <laughs> but we are, I am thankful. Uh, as I looked around yesterday at the picnic, as I look at the faces this morning, it's a beautiful morning to, uh, as I remember the, the term used to be old home week. Uh, I remember my grandmothers saying that, my mom saying that. And yesterday and today are truly a beautiful picture of what heaven is going to be. Um, and we're so thankful that you're here today with us. And we pray that you will just enjoy this time and reconnect with some people and uh, make yourself at home because this is your home. Heaven is our home and we're looking forward to that great day when we're all there together. Um, and we thank you for being here with us today. I invite you to stand as we sing our next several songs together. Um, if you don't feel like standing, you don't have to. Um, but we encourage you to, to do so. <clears throat> there is beyond the outer blue a God conceals from human side. He tinted skies with heavenly hue and framed the world with his gray mind. There is a God. He is alive in him we live and we survive. From the star God,
morning church you know it's uh, a lot of memories come back you know to this uh, to this place not so much this auditorium because this one wasn't here when I got here but uh, just a lot of memories that uh, have happened around here and you know that uh, well let me ask you it's hard for me to stand still so I, I think I'm gonna be in trouble here uh, have any of you ever been pranked by your friends on something? Yeah. Strangely enough, it happened to me twice here recently. Um, probably about a month ago, I got a message from those that I was graduated with from Westerville High School saying, hey, could you help us plan for our 50th high school reunion? And I thought, well, that's got to be a prank. You know, I'm not that old, you know. Uh, that can't be true. And then someone from this congregation said, would you want to come and be a part of our 60th anniversary for this church? And I thought, this, these are just some sick jokes that people are playing here that I'm, I'm not real thrilled about. But obviously the joke was on me. Um, I did graduate 50 years ago next year from high school. But when I was seven years old, we moved here, dad, mom, and the family. 
to start this congregation. And, um, and here we are at the 60th reunion. You know, the church has had a great number of uh, impact on so many people. And I appreciate the theme of reunion in heaven. And, and I will say, they told me I only had 10 minutes, so if I go over, it comes out of Everett's time. So, <clears throat> But um, I like the idea of reunion and the changes that have come about, not only over the 60 years within this congregation, but I want to share with you the changes that kind of came about with me, especially as it comes to the idea of heaven. And if you have your Bibles, just be uh, turning back to Revelation 21, and I'm going to show the, trans the, the transformation that came about in my life, but as typical, I'm going to start at the end and make my way back to the beginning of Revelation chapter 21, because it seems to happen in my life. You know, Jesus says start here, and I end up here and eventually make my way to where Jesus wanted me to start out at. But um, look at chapter 21 and verse 21. And the 12 gates were 12 pearls, each of the gates made of a single pearl. And the street of the city was pure gold, like transparent glass. You know, back when I was seven years old, or back in those early years, heaven, to me, was this beautiful place. And I'm not saying heaven is not a beautiful place. I think, you know, obviously the writer had to try and describe it in words that maybe, you know, we could, we could somewhat relate to, and I'm sure it's much beautiful, more beautiful than that. But at that time, it was just one of those beautiful places. You know, we spent every year, we would spend some time, and we would go up to Canada, and we would be on the lake there, you know, and I can remember thinking, man, this is a beautiful place. Boy, heaven is going to be just like sitting on a lake, you know. Or we go down to Gatlinburg and we spend time in the mountains and we love being in the mountains and the running streams and the hills and the trees and nature. And I think, man, what a beautiful place. And at that time, heaven was kind of a beautiful place. And try to imagine streets of gold and gates that are made of pure pearl. And I just think, man, that's a place I want to go to. You know, someday yonder, we'll never more wander, but we'll walk the streets of what? Pure gold. Oh, yeah. I want to go to that place. But then, as I got older, Go back up to Revelation 21 and verse 4. And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be any mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, 
for the former things have passed away. You know, the little bit older that I got in life, life started to happen. You know what I mean? Boy, when I was a, a teenager, young, things that were going on around me, just, you know, everything just seemed to be okay. But then life started happening. And difficult times were coming up in my life. Sad times were happening in my life. And now I read this verse and it's sort of, I kind of went from this heaven is a beautiful place to heaven is a refuge or an escape from this world. Because I got to the point where I thought, you know, I can't even imagine what streets of gold or gates of pearl will even look like. And, and what does that, what kind of effect does that have on my life? And it's almost like God saying, well, let me tell you about heaven in a way that maybe you, you will understand. Brian, do you know what it's like to cry? Do you know what it's like to mourn? Do you know what it's like to experience death? Do you know what it's like to be sick? And he says, it'll be no more. And I know as I got older in my life, I thought, oh, take me to that place. Get me out of this world. Send me, God, to a place where there is no more tears. There is no more crying. There is no more sorrow. Send me to that place where there's no tears in heaven. No sorrows given. All will be glory in that land. There'll be no sadness. All will be gladness when we join that heavenly band. And I'm thinking, God, that's where I want to be. I love the place. Thank you for making it so beautiful. But God, give me a place that I don't have to experience what this world is offering me today. Send me to the refuge. And then, my thoughts of heaven changed even more. Revelation 21 and verse 1. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no longer. And there was no more sea. I thought it was strange for some reason when John got a glimpse of heaven, the very first thing that he writes about is there's no more sea. Until I realized that John was on the Isle of Patmos, he was exiled there as a punishment, and the very thing that's keeping him away from all his loved ones is what? A sea. And so heaven has transformed in my life from a place to an escape 
to a reunion. To a reunion. John says, there's nothing here that's going to keep me separated from my loved ones. There's no more sea. As I think about this congregation, and just those that are here this morning, you know, we have our own seas even yet today. Some of the seas that we experience might be distance. Some of you live in different places of the city. Not everyone can live in the God's country out where we live. But, but there's a sea of distance that keeps us from seeing and being with each other. We got messages from some this morning saying we were going to be there this morning, but so-and-so got sick and they're not going to be able to make it. And so there's a sea of sickness that kind of keeps us sometimes from enjoying a reunion. But the biggest sea, especially at the age where I'm at now, has been the sea of death. As I think back to when I was seven and eight and growing up, and I think about this congregation, and I think about some of those wonderful godly women that taught my Bible class that are no longer here. And I think it'll be good to see them again. I think about my grandparents. You know, the very first month of our existence in this congregation, we held a gospel meeting. The preacher that came in to that gospel meeting to hold it was a guy by the name of F.S. Harper. F.S. Harper was my grandfather. He was a preacher. He was my mother's father. But he was married to a woman that I hear just incredible stories about. But she passed away before I was born. I look forward to a reunion, to meeting her. I think about my parents, my brother, my sister, my son. And I think about what a reunion that's going to be. When there's no more sea that's keeping us apart. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that'll be. What a reunion. 
What a day that we should all be looking forward to. And in the words of my brother, I'll share with you. Be there. Be there. It's a reunion you will not want to miss. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you and give you peace. And now to him who is able to present you blameless before the glorious presence with great joy to the only God our Savior through Jesus Christ our Lord be praise majesty dominion and authority for all ages, both now and forever. To God be the glory. And the church says, My first, um, there's a picture that was shown a long time ago uh, of me in the old auditorium when I was six or seven years old, so I've been around a while. But my first real recollection was in 1972. I had a younger brother, uh, Wim, who died of a school accident. And when you're a minister, which my father was, sometimes it's hard. <laughs> to find individuals to minister to you. David Sr. was that man, and he conducted my brother's funeral. And um, as a family, I hope you remember that. Keep right. Um, I was hoping I could get through that. Um, we were members here from 19, we were here twice. We were here from 1982, 1985, and then we moved out to and So we went to church for four years out at uh, the Blacks Road Church of Christ in Pataskal. And then we came back in 1989. We were here till 2001, and I think Robin's already, uh, this is the church of our children's uh, youth. This is the church they remember. And, um, 
So we're very appreciative to be back again this morning. Here I labor. Shall we sing together? Here I labor and toil as I look for a home. Just a humble abode among men. While in heaven a mansion is waiting for me. And a gentle voice pleading, come in. There's a mansion now empty, just waiting for me. At the end of life's trouble somewhere. Many friends and dear loved ones will welcome me there. Near the door of that mansion someday. When my labor and toiling have ended below and my hands shall lie folded in rest I'll exchange that old a mansion up there and invite the archangel as guest there's a mansion now empty just waiting for me at the end of life's trouble somewhere many friends and dear loved ones will welcome me there near the door of that mansion someday. As was mentioned earlier, uh, children ages three through uh, the fifth grade may be dismissed at, during the singing of this song uh, for junior worship. <clears throat> I set my songs into Caleb earlier and him and I got confused. There's two or three versions of this particular song and uh, when he sent me the one I originally looked at it, and, oh, that looks good. Well, then I got to looking closer, and it wasn't exactly the same one I had in mind. So uh, he was able to get that switched around, so I appreciate that effort very much. On Jordan's Stormy Banks. <clears throat> On Jordan's Stormy Banks I stand and cast a wishful eye to Canaan's fair and happy land where my possessions lie. And we'll rest in the fair and happy land by and by, just across on the evergreen shore. Sing the song of Moses and the land by and by, and dwell with Jesus evermore. Filled with delight, my raptured soul would here no longer stay. The joy 
march away. We will rest in the fair and happy land by and by, just across from the evergreen shore. Sing the song of Moses and the Lamb by and by, and dwell with Jesus evermore. Next song is Sing to Me of Heaven, uh, one of my all-time favorites, um, and I thought it was really appropriate to be able to sing this this morning. I think back um, to the song leaders I've known over the years, and several of them are here today, Mark Morris and Jim Lanier, and uh, I knew Bob Wilson was supposed to be here this morning, and Mark Wilson. And uh, uh, it's a great honor this morning, really, just to get up as, as a song leader and just start the song and then get out of the way. Because you sing very, very well. Sing to me of heaven. Sing to me of heaven, sing that song of from the toils that bind me, it will bring release. Burdens will be lifted that are pressing, so showers of great blessing or my heart will flow. golden glory of its pearly gleam. Sing to me when shadows of the evening fall. Sing to me of heaven's sweetest song of all. Sing to me of heaven tenderly and Till the shadows o'er me rise and swiftly go. When my heart is weary, when the day is long, sing to me of heaven, sing that old sweet song. Sing to me of heaven, let me fondly of its golden glory, of its pearly gleam. Sing to me when shadows of the evening fall. Sing to me of heaven's sweetest song of Next one, of course, we uh, keep saying favorites. It's another one of my favorites. Uh, uh, it's a song I haven't sang in a long time. But I think it's reflective, again, of God's glory and his rest. Is it for me? And the answer is absolutely yes. If I choose to give him my heart and I choose uh, to follow his commands. Is it for me, dear Savior, thy glory and thy rest? For me so weak and sinful, oh 
so blessed. Oh, Savior, my Redeemer, what can I but adore and magnify scene to look at your eyes and, and, and sing together. The last mile of the way. <clears throat> if I walk in the pathway of duty, if I work till the close of the day, I shall see the great king in his beauty when I've gone the last last mile of the way. I will rest at the close of the day. And I know there are joys that await me when I've gone the last mile of the Ah! 
scripture reading is from John chapter 14 verses 1 through 4. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you to go that, that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and take and I will take you to myself that you may be where I may be also and you know the way to where I'm going. Our next uh, speaker will not be with us personally, sadly. We'd love for uh, Todd and Kim to have been here with us today, and I know they would, would have loved to have been here too. Todd was with us probably five or six years, and uh, it was a beauty, beautiful thing while they were here. We were very, very good friends, and they worked very hard in the vineyard here at Spring Road, and we love them, miss them, and uh, we do get to have them in our small group uh, via Zoom, uh, which I can work occasionally. <laughs> occasionally. Every, every other time, there's some kind of uh, uh, wrinkle thrown in. But now we're going to listen to some words that Todd Truax has to say to us. Hello, dear friends. For those of you who may not know me, uh, my name is Todd Truax, and I uh, and my wife Kim served Spring Row Congregation from about February of 2016 to the end of May in 2020. And what an honor it is for me to be able to share a few words during your 60th anniversary celebration. Kim and I want to congratulate you on your accomplishment of preaching the gospel and serving your community so faithfully for 60 years. And of course, all glory goes to God because it's His church and we are just members of it. Spring Road, however, could not have survived this long without solid spiritual leadership. You've been blessed with strong leaders and faithful ministers, and one of those faithful ministers continues to serve you even to this day. Robin Weir is as faithful as they come. And his faithfulness and longevity have helped to bring stability to the church. I know there have been a few ups and downs during those 60 years, but you've persevered and the Lord has continued to bless you. And we're especially thankful that we had the privilege of playing a small part in your history. I'm sorry we could not be there with you in person today, but we cherish the time we had with you. In fact, we think about you all of the time and still miss you all so very much. It was our privilege to have been a part of Spring Road's history and we wish we could have stayed longer. It was such a joy for us to serve you. You were such an encouragement and blessing to us. You'll never know what a blessing you were and and still are to us. 
When we came to you, we were hurt, we were discouraged, but you bandaged our hurts and healed our spirits. And for that, we will always be grateful. I once heard a professor say that just as a person has a life cycle, churches also have a life cycle. Churches are born, they grow, they decline, and they die. Kim and I just want you to know that for 60 years old, you are still looking pretty good. Our prayer is that you will continue to thrive for many more years. Recently, as we all know, COVID tried its best to close your doors. But I'm reminded of what Jesus said to Peter in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. If hell cannot prevail against the church, then neither can COVID or anything else. As long as you remain faithful and have a mind to work as the people did under Nehemiah's direction in rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. Your work and devotion to the Lord and his church have made you as strong as ever. Our prayer is that you continue to work hard and persevere, that you continue to plant the seeds of the kingdom, and when you do, you know that God will give the increase. There's nothing you cannot do when you are unified in your love for God and for each other. I know you're entering kind of a new phase at Spring Road. Caleb and Maggie are leaving, and, and you may be seeking another minister to serve the congregation. And if that's so, I encourage all of you to pray for the Lord to provide the right person who will lead you in the paths of righteousness and will faithfully declare the word of God a man who loves the Lord and his church and who works hard to advance the kingdom at Spring Road. When you find that person, if and when you find that person, give him your full support like you did to us. Encourage him and his family like you encouraged us so that it becomes a joy and a blessing for him to serve as it did for us. We hope to visit you again in the future, uh, if the Lord is willing. But in the meantime, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. song leader is not who is in the bulletin. Uh, Bob Willison uh, was in the hospital yesterday afternoon in the ER and uh, he is not going to leave, but Caleb is going to leave for us today. Caleb and Maggie have been with us, I believe, five years, six years, a little while, and uh, they've been with us. And they are leaving next weekend as their last weekend. So we, uh, we will miss them, but we've been blessed uh, with their, their work here in, in many, many ways. So we're thankful for them. And I invite you to rise, stand, and sing as Caleb leads us in the next several songs. You all have certainly been a blessing to our family as well. We'll sing these songs together as we continue our worship this morning. 
Hallelujah, praise Jehovah, from the heavens praise his name. Praise Jehovah in the highest, all his angels praise proclaim. All his hosts together praise him, sun and moon and stars on high. Praise him, O ye heaven of heaven, and ye floods above the skies. Let them praise, give Jehovah, for his name alone is high, and his glory is exalted, and his glory is exalted, and his glory is exalted far above the earth and sky all ye fruitful trees and cedars all ye hills and mountains high creeping things and beasts and cattle birds that in the heavens fly kings of earth and all and maidens, aged men, and children small. Let them praises give Jehovah, for his name alone is high. And his glory is exalted, and his glory is exalted, and his glory is exalted far above the earth and sky. He took my burdens all away up to a brighter day. He gave me a song, a wonderful song, a wonderful song I now can sing. In my heart joy bells ring. He gave me a song, a wonderful song. He gave me a song. He lifted me from sin and doubt. Oh, praise his name. He is my king, a wonderful song. He is to me. I am redeemed no more to die, never to say goodbye. He gave me a song, a wonderful song. And some of these days in that fair land, sing with the chorus grand. He gave me a song, a wonderful song. He gave me a song. To sing about, he lifted me from sin and doubt. Oh, praise his name, he is my king. A wonderful song, he is to me. Amen. We'll sing one more song before our, our next reflection.
Onward rejoicing, I tread life's way. Higher I'm climbing each passing day. Hilltops of glory now rise in view, where all shall be made new. Hilltops of glory, I now can see. Oh, brother, won't you come go with me? Safe on the mountain, I soon shall stand. Hilltops of glory land. Hilltops of glory, I now can see. Oh, brother, won't you come go with me? Safe on the mountain, I soon shall stand. Hilltops of glory land. You may be seated. I believe about 10 years. Uh, he is in Ghana today on a mission trip, and so uh, he is not, uh, not here. But uh, we are glad that he would take the time to do this reflection for us to uh, remind us about maybe some of his time here, but also uh, encourage us as well. So, Clay Brown. Well, it's very exciting, and I am honored to be a part of this 60th anniversary of the beginning of the Spring Road congregation in Westerville, Ohio. And just looking over the list of the people participating, it's like looking at uh, a piece of history. It's something that is absolutely amazing. It reminds us of the power of God and His ability to work in all kinds of situations. I think particularly about Spring Road's reputation, a, a reputation of being kind and giving and serving and always wanting to take care of people who are down and out. And of course, that is exactly what we see in Jesus Christ himself. He was the savior for the down and out, including all of us spiritually. But particularly when he was here doing his ministry, he was willing to associate with and he was willing to help the ones who were most in need. In fact, when John the Baptist sent some of his followers back to find out if, if Jesus really was the one, Jesus didn't just say, you know, John, hey, we've been cousins our whole lives. You know that I am the one. He didn't say that. He sent them back and he said, you know what? The, the lame are walking, the deaf are hearing, the blind are receiving their sight, and the gospel, the good news, is being preached to the poor. As you're watching this, I will have been in Teshi, in the uh, greater Accra region of Ghana, uh, this morning, and then later today, I'll be at the Dodawa congregation, uh, also in the greater Accra region of Ghana. And I'm only mentioning that to say that as we look at all of you, all of you in the audience today, as I looked at the schedule of events and the people giving their um, little sermonettes on the kingdom and Spring Road in particular and the song leaders and just all the people involved in scripture reading and other things today, the prayers, 
Brady King doing the Lord's Supper. I mean, how great is that? Just on and on and on we could go just about the little schedule of, of events for you all today as you worship the Lord. But I mention that because every single one of us that's a part of this, we've been able to move forward. We've been able to spread the gospel to other places. And every single person watching this video uh, this Sunday morning, uh, every single person has their own connections, their own people that they can influence. And the influence is far and wide. The influence is absolutely incredible that has come from the Spring Road congregation. And this, what I see in that is the power of relationships. Uh, we are still connected because of Jesus Christ. We are still connected because of salvation. And the connection is not only a connection that is here and now, but obviously the connection that we share together, those who have are still at Spring Road and those who have been at Spring Road over the last 60 years, there is an eternal connection, a connection that will never end. And it's glorious. It's unbelievable. I, it's so exciting just to think about all the people who might be in the auditorium right now as a part of this worship and it's because of the care it's because of the power of relationships and ultimately of course that comes back to the power of God the power of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit particularly but also I think about in this the very providence of God his ability to allow us to serve him in ways that we would never imagine the possibility of having friendships and brothers and sisters in Christ that we would have never dreamt of 60 years ago, 50 years ago, 40 years ago, 30, 20, 10, or even five years ago. All of us have our opportunities. All of us have the ways in which we can glorify God in our particular little way in the kingdom. And the kingdom is universal and the kingdom is very at the same time very very particular to each one of us I'm also very excited every time I look at one of your bulletins to see that Jay Tommy and Mark are still your shepherds that they are still leading you down the paths that many many in the past had led this congregation down there can be no greater confidence than the fact that that these three men along with the evangelists on your staff and of course the deacons and all of you as members that you are going to go places I feel of course when someone comes to a congregation they feel the potential is great and when when Todd Truex came he thought the potential was great of course and it was it always is in the Lord but I feel for some reason that right now Spring Road is poised for the greatest years that it has ever had and Spring Road has had great years but I feel that that you all together as part of the kingdom of God are going to soar to new heights things are going to be better than they have ever been at the Spring Road congregation well I could not come before you in a situation like this and not read from Colossians 3 you all probably could have guessed that Colossians 3 1 through 4 since then you have been united, have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. 
For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. And part of how that happens, part of how we can anticipate the second coming of Jesus Christ is what we read in the last three verses of that section. 15 to 17 say, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in your hearts richly, as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And a little side note, I wish I was there to sing all the songs that are on that list. Absolutely, I know your worship today has been absolutely incredible and fabulous. And verse 17, And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And so Spring Road, may the Lord continue to bless and keep you richly. And unless the Lord comes back sooner, may the next 60 years be the greatest in Spring Road's history. Have a great rest of the Lord's day. And again, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Thank you, Clay, for sending in that video. Um, he was hoping to get it to me earlier in the week, but the Wi-Fi, as you can imagine, is pretty slow out there. But what a wonderful view. Not as awesome as the heavenly view. We'll sing a couple more songs uh, before our final uh, uh, action this morning. Mm, to Canaan's land I'm on my way Where the soul never dies My darkest night will turn to day Ere the soul never dies No sad farewells No tear dim eyes Where all his love And the soul never dies I'm on my way to that fair land Where the soul never dies Where there will be no parting hand where the soul never dies no sad farewells no tear dimmed eyes where all his love and the soul never dies if you would would you stand uh, stand with me for this uh, this last song before our final reflection. And we'll share it uh, uh, in, in the Lord's Supper after that. When peace like a river attendeth my way When sorrows like sea
it is well with my soul. And Lord, haste the day when the faith shall be sighed. The clouds be rolled back as a See, Clay has done some landscape work in the back of his yard. Here in college. That was kind of a surprise for me. Um, uh, Nick, if you could come up and help me a second. Um, since uh, services started, uh, Cheryl Pritchard has, has got into the auditorium. Cheryl was one of our original members with her parents, Bar, uh, Barb and uh, Burl Johnson. If you'll take that back. Back to the back. Cheryl, if you'll stand, you and your family. Thank you. And Mark, Mark, and uh, proudly, um, I, I mentioned her chariot earlier. It has arrived. Um, we are so proud and humbled this morning to have Yvonne Campbell with us at the, the, the ripe old age of 98. Is that correct? 98 years old. One of our... 
we appreciate, we appreciate the encouragement you'll bring us. No story. Yeah, when I, when I saw it was six to ten minutes, I said, there's no way. There's no way. I mean, you know, but with God, all things are possible. Good morning. It is great to be here. I'm so excited to be here, to be a part of things. Uh, it's just a blessing. I feel like uh, recently I was on a, a retreat with some brothers from Ohio Valley College. Uh, we spent about two, three days in the mountains of North Carolina. One brother said, uh, I said, how are you doing this morning, John? He said, my cup runneth over and I'm drinking from the saucer. And I like that. And uh, after I heard Brian, I thought, well, we can go home. I mean, Brian hit a home run. I mean, that was such a blessing. I mean, so encouraged. And Todd and Clay, wow. I don't know how I follow those brothers, but I'm going to attempt to talk a little bit about my time here uh, from 1987 till about 1998. And then I worked two years uh, with Willowbrook and left here in 2000. I left the area, went to Pennsylvania, eventually came back to the Midwest and uh, now live in the and yes, I live in Michigan. I'm sorry about that. But uh, <laughs> don't tell my wife I said that. She won't appreciate that. She had a grandson's birthday party she is at today. So she couldn't be with me, I'm sorry to say. Reflections. Moving here in 1987, I was 30 years old. you believe that? 30 years old. And I'm 25 now. Um, but there's a story about when we first, the, the first night in the house of Brisbane, Yes, Robin, I'm going to tell a story. <laughs> so Chantel's two years old. Yeah, she's a little older than that now. And uh, she says, I want to go home. And then we were saying, oh, you are home. You are home. This is your home now. And what we really didn't realize at the time is we did find a home, a spiritual home. And we've always, uh, I've always felt that way about Spring Row, that it's a very special place for me personally. And, I, and for my children especially, I think as well, um, just so many things kind of flooded my memory here over the last uh, few weeks since I've known about this occasion, or several weeks, I guess. I remember when David and Linda joined the work, came back in the, I think, mid-90s, early 90s. I don't remember the year. Maybe Brady remembers the year that they returned to our work. And, we added this guy named Robin Weir. He came out of the woodwork somewhere, and we brought him on board as well. And, and it was a blessing to work with those brothers and learn from them and, and just kind of see what we could do to help the kingdom here at Spring Row grow and develop and, and become what the Lord wants it to be. I mean, I, those relationships are so important. Uh, my children did grow up in Westerville, Ohio. Two of my children graduated from Westerville South. We moved away before Chantel got to graduate from here. I think she still holds that against me, but it's okay. But the Lord blessed our work, and he blessed our, our family. He blessed the church here. And uh, when I came here, we had two elders, uh, Brady King and Bob Bradner. And, and uh, Brady, thank you for your support and uh, the blessing you were to our family. Uh, I remember when we came to interview, I stayed in, uh, with Brady and Clara there on, uh, is it... Uh, Charrington, thank you. I was going to say Shivington, but that's Kevin's last name. Uh, so, <laughs> Charrington, I spent a lot of time over there. I remember Brady uh, had a groundhog problem, but he took care of that problem. Um, but my, my family benefited from classes and youth group and youth camp. 
Did 10 years at Northwestern. Sounds like I did time in prison, didn't it? But I really enjoyed that. That was a great time in my life and in our kids' lives. Uh, my kids' lives are just blessed. Uh, fellowship and friends is relationships. And you come back and you see somebody and you get a hug, you know. That hasn't, that hasn't changed uh, over all these years, you know. 60 years you, the congregation has been here, and I was a part of, of that, a little blip in there. But um, people became Christians. And people placed membership, and, and we saw the church uh, develop, and we realized that God gives the increase. 1 Corinthians 3, 6, and 7. It's, it's his work. It's his church. He uses us in whatever ways he sees fit, but he gets the glory. Uh, I remember trips to the Amish country. Um, Tex and Jenny Thompson, they started that, and we, I remember we'd take a bus and drive up there and Christmas parties at the Thompson's house, Cedar Point, Winterfest, pig roast at Wilson's. This is not a eulogy, by the way, okay? There's more great things to come. This is just what I remember. Tuesday school, AA meetings, Boy Scouts, uh, and they're continuing to take meals to the shelter. I mean, that started here. Again, I don't remember the year. I was here, though. I remember that. And some folks would donate the food, other people prepare the food, and another group would take it down there. One Christmas Eve, I think it was, our kids got the opportunity to serve food down at the shelter. Uh, visiting with many, many people over various years, um, it's just too many, too many of you to remember to go around the room. But I have to mention my secretary, Irma Lanier. She kept me in line. <laughs> Thank you, Irma. We love you. Jim and Irma. And uh, she used to play this game with me on Christmas. She'd wrap these presents up. And she, first of all, she'd send me all over the building trying to find my present. And then I'd finally get the present. And then I had to dig through all these packages. And one time I got a little frustrated. <clears throat> so anyway, we'll not go there any further. But one of the things we did, we studied the Bible, and that continues to be the case here. I remember not only Bible classes, and, but I remember Bible studies at the Daggett's, Tommy and Stephanie's at their house, and I remember Jay and Angie's studying the Bible at their house. And I remember hunting at the Wilsons. I have to mention this, this is more of a personal thing, but Brady hunted out there, and Bob and David and Mark, we hunted out there, and Dottie would fix us lunch, and then we'd take a nap, <laughs> and then we'd go out and hunt in the evening, you know? It was great. It was just wonderful. It's kind of like, I don't know, it was, it was just a very special time in, uh, in, in our lives, in my life especially. So many memories. I got a master's degree. I remember I came back from, I finally got my degree. Took me a while, but on my door, I think it was Bob Brenner, somebody put a note that said, uh, my degree was a Master of Arts and Religion, an M.A.R. It said, now I are an M.A.R. So thank you, thank you, brother, for keeping me in place. You know, watching my, my ego, keep my ego in check. But just so many things. Uh, softball was a big part of our work here, you know? I mean, softball, and people came to Christ. I think starting out playing on the softball team, Steve Bach, for example, and, and other people, other brothers that played on the softball team and, uh, and then got to know the congregation, felt comfortable, and became Christians. And that's a, that's a great memory for, for me as I think back. Uh, I stay in touch with somebody that you might know, Dick Thompson. Some of you remember Dick Thompson. Uh, it's all six foot six of him. 
and uh, a good softball player, by the way, but a good friend that I made here at Spring Road. So many good friends that I've made here, and I want to thank you for being my friend. Um, a friend loveth at all times, right? Proverbs 17, 17. And uh, what a joy that is. And that friendship will not only, not only start it here, it will continue into eternity. Isn't that neat? That's a great thing. That's a wonderful thing. I want to I kind of conclude here with Judges. And if I forgot something, you'll, somebody will come up and say, but don't you remember? Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, I'm not going to remember everything. But I want to go to Judges chapter 6 very quickly and look at a passage about Gideon, the call of Gideon. And Gideon, if you remember, when Gideon uh, is working here, this angel appears and says, Lord, the Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor, O mighty warrior, some of the translations say. You know what he was doing, if you remember? He's threshing wheat in a wine press that he doesn't want the Midianites to get a hold of. He's hiding in fear. And when the angel tells him he's going he's gonna to go and, and, and conquer the Midianites, lead this great victory, he's like, no, I'm from the smallest of the, of the tribes of, you know, the tribe of Manasseh, and I'm the least of my tribe. The Lord said, no, I'm going to be with you. And here's something I've learned about Gideon is that the Lord saw more in Gideon than Gideon saw in himself. And the Lord led me here because he saw more in me than I saw in myself. Because I grew up here a lot. Spiritually, as a minister, personally, I grew up here. And the Lord sees more in you than you often see in yourself. There's a lot more this congregation will do. 60 years, ah, we're just getting started, right? Because God can use you, and he will use you. I don't know that you're going to conquer the Midianites, okay? I don't know that that's going to happen. But there'll be, there'll be things you'll have to overcome, just like we did, just, just like any group that's been here. You have your challenges. But God is with you. And I want to conclude with a final reading, Ephesians chapter 3, my favorite passage, I think, in the New Testament. You probably know it better than I do. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, Take that one home with you, okay? According to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Thank you, Everett, for sharing that. Um, we, uh, I was thinking as, as people have said things, Todd said a couple things, I came in 1996, and I'm just adding that up. I had to do it like four times. Like, that is actually 27 years this year. So I have been here. No wonder I'm so tired. <laughs> I get it. I get it now. Uh, one of our, our newest minister uh, to come on the staff last year is Nick Strauser. He is our youth minister, and uh, we are uh, pleased to have him and uh, looking forward to his work here at Spring Road, uh, continuing. Uh, he's going to lead us in our next couple songs. And then Brady King will lead us in the Lord's Supper. And uh, Brady is 93, 93 this, this month sometime, uh, 93 years old. Um, uh, he is living in Alaska, but he's here with us. He, he was on the elders to get a date for this because he wanted to be here. And I would, I would do this after a while, but he's going to lead us through the Lord's Supper. Supper but I would like for you to show your appreciation to Brady and Clara King for their, their love and their work.
first came here, a tree limb. And I think Duke may not have said something, but Abby was under the same limb. <laughs> Duke, Duke yelled quickly. We love Brady, and we're so grateful that he's here today and uh, appreciate your legacy from being here from the beginning. And uh, there's pictures in the lobby of, of, of the old building and this building, all of that coming up together. And he and Clara worked so hard to do so. So thank you. I wanted to, I wanted to do that tonight. Mingle in with the Lord's Supper. So Nick, would you, as we stand, Nick will lead us in some songs. Good morning, church. For as Robin has been here for half the life of Spring Road, Caleb for what, a tenth, right? Is my math right? I have one over 60. <laughs> but maybe I'll get to be here for the 100th. Who knows? <laughs> um, come thou fount. Come thou fount of every blessing. Tune my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious sonnet sung by flaming tongues above. Praise the mountain fixed upon it, mount of thy redeeming love. Here I song bind us together in preparation for the Lord's Supper led by Brady. Bind us together, Lord, bind us together with cords that cannot be broken. Bind us together, Lord, bind us together, Lord, bind us together with love. There is only one God. There is only one there is only one body, that is why we can see. 
Bind us together, Lord, bind us together with cords that cannot be broken. Bind us together, Lord, bind us together, Lord, bind us together with love. Please be seated. left here in June 22, I left my home, my physical home, but more so I left my church home. That was on the 11th of June, the very next Sunday, I stood before the congregation in Marcella, Alaska, the Valley Church, and I told them, I bring you greetings from the Spring Road Church of Christ in Westerville, Ohio. A church that loves the Lord and they love each other. And I told them that I'm looking forward to that there and I have not been disappointed. So in keeping with an old thing that happened here, our late brother Swarm, when he was up here at the table, he always read a poem. I have a short poem that I want to read this morning, in keeping that tradition. You said this is my body. Lord, how can that be? That this bread I break could mean so much to me. The power of your words make it so very clear that to take it that to take it as such brings your spirit near. So I take it now with one thought in mind. This is Christ's body. No other words can I find. You said this is my blood, which is shed for me. Yes, that was God's purpose from sin to set us free. So I drink it now with these words with these words to say, this is Christ's blood, let me take it in a worthy way. Given for this sinner, body blood so dear, God's plan from the beginning, though the spirit made clear. And I I can't get this out of my mind if Brother Swarm always had that had some kind of a poem that that fit into the uh, into the service. I can remember something that happened 20 years ago, but I can't remember something that I read five minutes ago. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to stick close to my uh, words here. There's an important question: How uh, the language in taking communion is an unworthy manner is derived from the text in 1 Corinthians. So we're going to take a look at 1 Corinthians, and I know you've heard these verses over and over and over again, but I'm going to read them again. 1 Corinthians 11, 26 through 29. 
For as often as you eat this bread and drink this drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he, for he who eats and drinks, eats and drinks judgment to himself if he does not judge the, the, the body rightly. So we're going to kind of, we're going to home in on a worthy manner, an unworthy manner. That's what we're going to talk about right now. There's much discussion about what it means to take bread and cup in an unworthy manner. And I have read that, and I've read it, and I've read these verses, and it scratched my head, and I just don't know for sure that I really understand it. But let's see if we can find something about it. Uh, there are different interpretations of what people get from this, how they meet, what they get from these verses. One, it could be that those taking the communion elements needed to be fully aware that they represent the sacrifice of Christ by which they are redeemed from sin, Therefore, to participate in communion while not understanding this would be to take it in an unworthy manner. Two, another possibility is that taking the supper with willful, unconfessed sin would be an unworthy manner. Third, the earlier context of 1 Corinthians 11 seems to suggest that taking communion in an unworthy manner means to do so well, you have a problem with another brother, another Christian, with whom you have not reconciled. Another view is that some children, some Corinthians, were taking the supper in an unworthy manner because they were using the communion supper as an opportunity for self-indulgence, which is why Paul mentioned, which is why Paul mentioned about how many got drunk, got drunk in the verse 21. The fifth is the view. The fifth view is that both elements, bread and wine, must be taken, not just one, bread or wine. Since the Christ commanded that both be taken, this would in incidentally invalidate the Roman Catholic practice of taking the wafer only. And sixth, the final view is that the person taking communion must be worthy in order to take it. But this view, however, is dangerous because no one is worthy to take the communion supper. Our witness comes from Christ, not ourselves. So what did Paul really mean by an unworthy manner? Let's take a look at the context. The context of this passage about partaking of the Lord's Supper in unworthy manner seems to begin around verse 16 of 1 Corinthians 11. Paul mentions people are contentious, and that there were divisions among them. He also mentions people getting drunk. Paul then says in verse 22, do you not have houses in which to eat and drink, or do you suffice the church of God shame and shame those who have nothing? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you? In this I will not praise you. It is after this that Paul speaks more directly about communion and how it represents the body and the blood of Christ. In verse 26 he says, As often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And Paul relates the communion to the sacrifice of Christ and then says he ex to examine oneself in verse 28. 
if it seems most probable that when he speaks of partaking of the supper in unworthy manner, Paul is telling the people to examine their motives, make sure there is no dissension with others, to take the supper solemnly, that they will rightly understand that it represents the sacrifice of Christ. Finally, many Christians do not feel worthy of taking the communion because of their sin. But the Christians should realize that communion is for sinners. We're all sinners, some way or another. For Christians who are, are sinners, it is not that communion makes sinners okay. The Christian should always war against his sin. But Christians should not withhold themselves from the table if they are trying to repent of their sins and are struggling to gain victory but have not attained this is certainly not what it means to take communion in an unruly manner. It is the struggle against sin that is an admission that we must depend on Christ and his grace. In this struggle, we judge sin to be sin and war against it. It is precisely this struggle that is the vindication of our position, of our position with Christ and have a manifestation of our need. For communion is an act of dependence upon his work and grace. So, I don't know whether I've made it clear or not what an unworthy manner is, but there's a lot of ways to look at it. I, I, I summarize that by saying, in 1 Corinthians, Paul is telling these people of some things that's not right, that they're trying to, he's trying to tell them what's right and what's wrong, and trying, trying to straighten them out a little bit. So, with those things in mind, uh, when, we partake of the, when we partake of the communion, we're partaking of the body, we're partaking of emblems that represent the body and the blood of Christ. We always need to remember that, his, that he told us to do this in remembrance of him. And that's why we're doing it now. So would you bow with me while I give thanks for the unleavened bread. Our Father and our God, thank you so, so very much that we as Christians can assemble here as a family unhind un unhindered by any law or anything in the land, that we have the privilege of worshiping you in spirit and truth, that we can surround this table and partake of this bread, which represents the broken body of Christ. We ask you now to bless each and every one who partakes of this loaf. And bless the loaf, we pray in Christ's name. Amen.
Would you bow with me while we offer thanks for the fruit of the vine? Father in heaven, again we come to you, thanking you so much for that you gave your son, your only begotten son, to die on a cruel cross, to shed his blood for the sins of the world. For we realize that his blood cleanses mankind from, the, from before the cross and after the cross. Help us to do this in a worthy manner that we may understand that the shedding of the blood is the only way that we can rid, rid of our sins. Bless each one that partakes of this cup. Bless the cup as we pray in Christ's name. Amen. <clears throat> This part of the service, as we usually say, is not part of a communion. It's a separate part, but it's necessary. It's, it's a part of our worship service as much as anything else. So as we prepare to give back to God, I really have, have a hard time saying back, for everything we have is His. So we're just, we are really giving back to God what we've purposed, what we've purposed in our heart to give. And so, would you bow with me while we pray? 
My Father in heaven, I'm always amazed at how you've blessed this great country that we live in. How you've blessed each and every one of us. You've provided for every need. And I don't know too many people that are in need. I'm sure there are some. But you've provided most of us with every need and then some, even beyond that. So help us always to appreciate the country we live in, the church that we have, and the people we associate with, and most of all, our Savior who died for us. And as we return back to you, a portion of our earnings, we ask you to bless each and every one and bless the earnings to proper use. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. Many of you remember that's one of my favorite choruses, one of my favorite songs to sing, because it reminds me where our eyes and our focus are supposed to be. Not on the chaos and the rumble and the crazy of the world around us, but on the beauty of Christ, the beauty of Christ. So thank you for being here with us this morning. We're going to have a abbreviated uh, some announcements and then a final song. And during that final song, I would... Uh, request, humbly request, that those of you who are 70 plus, that you would uh, make your way out if you need a little extra time so you don't have to stand in the, that's not you, Diane, you're not, you're not in there. <laughs> what, what are you doing? <laughs> She's running. Um, but if you would make your way out during that song, or if you feel that you need a little extra time and not have to stand in a longer line for, for dinner, please uh, go ahead and, and be out during a song. I have one announcement that I did not give Mark. Two, one that I didn't finish, I don't think I finished, about Bob Willison. He was in the ER yesterday. I went home, uh, seemed to be dehydrated, and I, I think is a little better today, a little better today. So he was to join us today. So keep Bob Willison in your prayers. And as most of you already know, who are members here, um, Myrna Rohanna passed away on Friday, passed in her sleep at the age of 86. Uh, her arrangements are Monday visitation 5 to 8, Tuesday visitation 10 to 11, with a service at 11 a.m. So just put that in your mind, and uh, it'll be, it's 
I sent it out in an early email, but since we have a lot of visitors today, I wanted to make it known because Myrna, Drew, and Misty are, are all loved by us, and we love them. Thank you so much for being here. Mark, one of our shepherds, is going to uh, lead us in some announcements, and, uh, and then we'll have a final song. And again, during that song, uh, please feel free to uh, head out if you, if you need extra time. There are no words. Um, I am. I feel overwhelmed with uh, happiness and joy this morning. Just seeing all the old faces here. Some literally old, some not so old, but uh, faces of people that I love, brothers and sisters that I haven't seen for so long. Thank you so much for being here today. And um, the announcements I think will be fairly brief this morning because I normally I get the cards in time or whoever the shepherd is is doing the announcements and closing gets the cards in time to review them uh, earlier on and I just got the cards. Um, normally we get them early on and it, it uh, something to review and help us stay awake during the sermon. So um, anyway, I will try and be very brief with the announcements this morning and um, and. Uh, if you submitted a prayer request on a card, rest assured it will get shared with the rest of the shepherds and with our secretary who will put the announcements in our bulletin um, on, on a prayer list. Speaking of bulletin, please get a bulletin here, especially if you're not a regular here every week, even if you are a regular here. There's a lot of information in here that I won't go over. There's a little extra information in this week's version because we want you all to know what all is happening here. And there are a lot of things happening. Uh, this is a wonderful family and uh, a lot of people doing a lot of good things and this will tell you a little more about it. Um, I, will, I will just review what prayer requests I know of as I'm praying just to save time. Uh, I do have one announcement that I want to read to you that's from all of us shepherds, from Tom, Jay, and I, uh, just to kind of reassure you and, and clear the air in case you had any questions. Um, Although many of you have spoken to us individually, we wanted to make sure that the congregation as a whole knows that we have begun the steps of looking for an additional minister. We look forward to seeing what God has planned, and that's from all the elders. Um, I would ask you to please pray about that. Pray for God to send us the right person. Um, when we hired Todd Truax, for example, we were not looking for a guy. Todd's a year older than me, and I'm older than dirt. So um, we were not looking for a guy that old. We were looking for, we had kind of in our heads, we should hire, hire somebody younger. When Todd came to us, I think God showed us that he was the right man. And uh, I think we made a good decision in hiring him. I think God led us to that decision. And so I just, we, we are praying for that now, for God, as we look and as we do what we can to find the right person, we're praying that God will show us who he wants to work here with us. When Caleb leaves, he's leaving a big hole and we have some things to, some positions to fill and, and talk about, and we're looking for the right man to do that and the right way to do that along with our existing staff. And so please pray for us. Um, pray for us as shepherds anyway. I hope you keep us in your prayers all the time. And uh, pray for us, especially in our search for a minister here. Um, we're about to have a potluck. 
I hope you all are planning on staying for the potluck. You know, the, the Church of Christ has, has its problems. We're imperfect people. And as long as it's made up of imperfect people, we're going to have problems. But one thing we do really well is potlucks. So, um, I, you know, it's just an amazing time. Uh, I have, I brought my special potluck fork with me today. So, uh, you know, you think, well, what's so special about a potluck? When you go through the potluck, through the line, there's always so many good items to choose from, so much good food. Um, Minnie Stanley made green beans today. Now, Minnie Stanley's green beans, she, she makes green beans just about like my Grandma Morris did. And I loved my Grandma Morris's green beans, and I loved Minnie's. They, uh, Bryant talked about heaven in a figurative language, about the, pearl, the gates of pearl and the streets paved with gold, you know, language that just tries to point out to us that heaven's really going to be a wonderful place. But language, it, you know, it really can't give us an exact description because our minds probably can't, can't understand that. But I'm pretty sure that when we get to heaven, uh, my grandma Morris and Minnie Stanley are going to be in charge of the green beans, and it's going to be wonderful. So, um, <laughs> so anyway, a lot of good food in there, and when you go through that line, you know, you look at all of the items in there, and, and you, you think, man, so much good food, you know, and you try and select your favorite items, or you try to select a small amount of each or something, but inevitably, when you sit down to eat, you look down a couple seats and across the table and you think, how did I miss that? You know, the scalloped potatoes or the ham or whatever, with the potluck fork, it's no problem. So, okay, so anyway. So I'm ready for the potluck and I hope you are too. It's gonna to be a wonderful time. Some of the best fellowship we can have is, is sharing a meal together. And I hope you'll stay and, and enjoy this time. Um, of course, I'm kidding about the fork. I will put it away so you don't have to be afraid, afraid to sit near to me. But uh, anyway, um, we will have this potluck. And when I lead, the, I'm going to lead the closing prayer here. And, and I will, at, towards the end of the prayer, pray, for, give thanks for the food. So we'll all be set. And, and um, remember, as we sing the closing song, if you're 70 years old or older, I just missed that by about a year and a couple of months. But uh, if you're 70 years old or older, please go ahead and make your exit um, while we are singing that song. And if, if someone older needs your assistance and you're not 70, please feel free to go in, along and assist them. But we want our seniors to get through the line first. So with that in mind, let's go to God in prayer, and then we will have a closing song. <clears throat> Dear Lord, we love you, and we're so thankful that you love us and that uh, you have brought us all together here today. There are just no words, Lord, to describe our joy here this morning, and, uh, but I know that you know our hearts. I know that the Spirit makes intercession for us, and so I know that you know that we are thankful for this, this gathering, for this time together, and um, I just... Uh, just want to give you praise, Father. Um, thank you for being our Father, for providing our needs even better than we know most of the time. Um, just thank you, Father. Thank you. We can't say anything better. Thank you.
Father, we have several that we want to lift up to you this morning. Um, we ask for you to, to, give, to be with our brother Jeff Jones and give him healing, continue to give him his strength back. We pray for Haley Cohen, who's about to have the uh, brain tumor surgery. We just pray that you will give her healing, that, uh, that that surgery will be uneventful and successful, and that you will give her a quick recovery. We pray for Cole Geringer. We pray for Martha Taylor. We pray for Yvonne Thornton, who's in the hospital. Um, we pray for our dear brother Dalton Judy, Father, that you would uh, give them good positive results from the tests and uh, that you would be with the medical personnel and help them to figure out what is going on with him. And we just pray that whatever, we just pray for complete healing, Father. Uh, we pray for Paul Lincoln, who's uh, been in and out of the hospital lately, and we just pray that uh, they will find his problems, and we pray for, for complete healing for him also. We pray for uh, Steve Mara with failing kidneys. We ask for healing there and guidance for the, for the medical personnel. We pray for Ray's, Ray Thorne's sisters, Martha and Ruth, that you would give them comfort, give them healing, and uh, just keep them close to you, Father. We pray for Leonard Belleville, Debbie Nichols' dad. Father is such a wonderful servant of yours for so many years, and um, as he is um, elderly now and probably nearing the end of his time on earth, we just pray that you will give him comfort um, when it's time for him to come home, take him home peacefully, and um, if it's not time yet, we just ask you to free him from any pain and, and, and give him comfort. Father, we love him and we know of his long service to you. We pray for uh, Woody Curtin, Justin Allen's friend. We pray for Courtney Rodiker, for Les Schuster, for Ken Holliday, and for Maggie Kester's younger brother, Thomas. Father, all these have various, various issues, various problems. We ask for healing, for comfort, and in all of these cases, Father, we pray that you will be glorified, that as they get their healing, that people around them will see that that comes from you, and that you will be given the glory, and that everyone involved will be drawn closer to you. Father, as we um, get ready to uh, go have our meal together, we are so thankful for the, for the food that's prepared for us, so thankful for all of those who prepared it, and just thankful, Father, for all of your provision, for the things you bless us with. We, we are... We are just such a blessed people, and we, we just ask you to help us to remember that everything we have comes from you, everything we have belongs to you, and help us to use it to your glory. Um, just pray for a good time of fellowship, Father, as we bring this uh, meeting to a close. We pray all these things in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and thank you, Father, for giving your only Son to pay that price that we couldn't pay. Thank you, Jesus, for dying in our place. And we pray all these things in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and amen. Let's stand, and we will have a closing song. And remember, if you're 70 or older, please start to make your exit and go through the line. I have just one more announcement. We are doubling up events today. Today is also our Senior Sunday. Um, we have two graduates. One could not be here, but the other one is Mr. Alex Potvin. Wave to the people, Alex. That's Alex. Um, 
Um, so as we go out to Potluck, to the Potluck, please uh, say congratulations to Alex for all of his achievements and hard work and wish him well as he goes into the next stage of his life. Um, I'd also like to invite the Potvin family if you'd like to go follow our seniors out so we can honor Alex at the same time today. Um, you don't have to, just, just a thought. Um, um, and as Robin and Mark have said, um, if you're seven years older, um, now would be the time for you to leave if you'd like to. Um, and pray for Robin tonight as I believe he'll be sleeping on the couch. Um, <laughs> all right. In moments like these, in moments like these, I sing out a song, I sing out a love song to Jesus. In moments like these, I lift up my hands, I lift up my hands to the Lord, singing I love you, Lord, singing I love you, Lord, singing I love you, Lord, I love you. In hours like these, I praise him in prayer, I praise him in prayer of devotion. In hours like these, I praise him in prayer. I offer myself to the Lord, singing I love you, Lord, singing I love you, Lord, praying I love you, Lord, I love you. In lifetimes like these, I'm living in love. I'm living in love for the Savior. In lifetimes like these, I'm living in love. I'm living my life for the Lord, saying I love you, Lord, saying I love you, Lord, saying I love you, Lord, I love you. You're all dismissed. Have a blessed week.